Welcome to the Flint Citadel's podcast of our Sunday morning worship service, a weekly production of the Salvation Army Flint Citadel Corps.
That selection that you just heard was um, part of a, uh, a larger piece that's uh, called Sing Praises. And it's just a little excerpt out of the middle there. And uh, that's, a, that's a great piece. And even kids in our youth band have played that and uh, who might otherwise be like, well, I don't want to play in the youth band. I don't want to practice my horn. And of course, we try to motivate the kids to play. But that's a piece that we've always been able to motivate the kids to play because it's such a moving piece. It's such a, such a powerful piece of music. And it, I think it will get us off to a good start this morning. We have numerous things that we need to be in uh, prayer about this morning, friends. There are people amongst us who have family and uh, our own uh, church family and friends who are ill. And without going into a long list, I would refer you to uh, those who are listed on our prayer concerns list for health. Uh, these are difficult times for those families and weighing out decisions that need to be made and trying to put together what needs to be the next step in the decision-making process. It can be very heartbreaking at times. But even though those times are difficult, the decisions can be made if we just lean upon the Lord. Pray with me this morning, won't you? Father God, we uh, sometimes feel this, uh, this weather upon us, this, this chill that you put upon the earth, Lord, and yet we uh, get ourselves in the front. And instead of having you to lead us the way, sometimes we put ourselves in front, Lord, and we forget that it's for you that we live, for you that we do, for you that uh, we reach out to others. As we worship this morning, Lord, help us to be mindful that you are the beacon of light that we should be following. We have so many prayer concerns, Lord, that uh, it would take a long time to mention them all, but you know our prayers, Lord. You know our hearts. Put your touch on those who need it, Lord, and help us to be of a like mind as we worship together this morning. For it's in your name that we ask. Amen. We're going to sing a song of victory this morning. A mighty fortress is our God. A bulwark never failing. And as, uh, as we lean on those very, very excellent words this morning, I would invite you to stand and we're going to sing those words out together good and strong as the band gives us a bit of an introduction. Stand, won't you?
demons-filled should threaten to undo us, though things might be weighing upon us, though we might feel like you've got a foot stuck right on the side of your neck and crushing it to the pavement, we can look to God and find triumph in Him. Isn't that amazing? It doesn't even matter what it is. We could feel like you can't get your debts caught up, you can't get this caught up, you can't get this straight or that straight, your family's beating on you from this side, your work and job thing is beating. It doesn't matter. Because through all things, Christ will give us the strength to stand up to that foe. Sing with me, won't you, on the third and fourth verses together? great to know that um, God is a fortress, a place where we can go for strength and for refuge, a place where we can go to get refreshed, to um, continue to serve him. Scripture this morning is taken from the book of Psalm, chapter 27, verses 1 through 9. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the defense of my life. Whom shall I dread? When evildoers came upon me to devour my flesh, my adversaries and my enemies, they stumbled and fell. Though a host host encamp against me, my heart will not fear. Though war arise against me, in spite of this, I shall be confident. One thing I have asked from the Lord, that I shall seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to meditate in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will conceal me in his tabernacle. In the secret place of his tent, he will hide me. 
He will lift me up on a rock, and now my head will be lifted up above my enemies around me. And I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, and be gracious to me and answer me. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, O Lord, I shall seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my help. Do not abandon me nor forsake me, O God of my salvation. May God bless the reading of his word and I can testify that he is true and faithful.
A young soldier was fighting in Afghanistan, and he jumped into a foxhole uh, because there was, you know, firing and everything going around. So he was looking for protection. And as all the bullets and everything was going around him, he started digging deeper, trying to, to be able to have more security going down. And as he dug with his hands, he uncovered a silver cross that was lost by another soldier. Just then, another soldier jumped into the, in next to him as mortars impacted around him. And when the soldier, the first soldier, got a chance to look up, he was relieved to see that his new companion in the hole was um, a chaplain. Holding out the cross, the soldier said, Boy, am I glad to see you. How do you make this thing work? <laughs> you know, I'm afraid that for too many people, religion is little more than a superstition, something that's to be pulled out in a great time of great need or great fear. Fear is a powerful emotion. Fear can cause a person to do things that they wouldn't normally do. That's some of us looking in the mirror in the morning, I think. <laughs> fear has caused people to lift cars off of trapped victims under a car. It's also caused normally conscientious people to abandon their responsibilities. Fear can bring out the best and the worst in humans. Fear also has a powerful impact on our relationship with God. Fear can drive us closer to him, or it can cause us to deny or reject him. Please open your Bibles to Psalm 27. In this psalm, David dealt with his fear. Here he expresses confidence in the Lord in spite of a host of enemies who threatened his life. David also asks God to help and comfort him in his time of need because the Lord was his source of hope and comfort. Psalm 27 is a psalm of courageous trust. Let's look at the first verse of Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the defense of my life. Whom shall I dread? Two words are used here for fear. The first one talks of being startled and standing in awe of someone's power. The second word is translated as dread in the New American Standard translation. And it paints, I can't talk today, sorry. It paints a picture of someone actually trembling with fear. Verses 2 and 3 tell us the source of David's potential fear. When evildoers come, came down, when evildoers came upon me to, to devour my flesh, my adversaries and my enemies, they stumbled and fell. Though a host encamp against me, my heart will not fear. Though war arise against me, in spite of this I shall be confident. From this passage, it's clear that David had, a ver had very real enemies and that they were committed to his destruction. David had every reason to fear. But instead, David chooses to focus on God. In the first phrase of the verse, the one that he says, the Lord is my light. Light signifies understanding, joy, and life. David understood that God was the one who directed his life. 
He was the one who brought sense and order to his world so that he would not allow the actions of others to darken his world with fear. In John 8:12, we read, When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. God's light gave David strength, understanding, and joy. We now understand this light to be best seen in Jesus. If we follow him, we need never walk in darkness or fear again. I like to pick up stones. When we go places, I like to pick up stones. And when we were over in Turkey, we were told, don't pick up stones. But it's hard not to pick up stones. So I walked on the beach and picked up stones. You know, you find the ones that have the sparkles in them and stuff. And so I put them in my pocket. But often, um, once you get inside and you take them out, they've lost their sparkle and they're not as pretty and stuff. They look gray and dull. And you know why? Because the sun. It's because it's been taken out of the light. As soon as the stone's put back in sunlight, the beauty comes again. Aren't those pretty? (laughs) The same is true in our lives. As long as we stay in the light of God, we can reflect his beauty and have victory over fear. But when we retreat from his presence, that sense of victory fades. Let's look again at verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the defense of my life. Whom shall I dread? David's second declaration is that the Lord was his salvation. From the context of David's life, it's clear that he needed salvation in a very real, physical sense. David was hunted by his enemies like an animal. Saul, the first king of Israel, had gone mad and was very jealous and threatened David, so he sought to destroy him. All the military power of Israel was brought to bear against this man, this one man. The salvation that David mentions here speaks of deliverance, rescue, and safety. This salvation was evidence that God cared about his welfare. God was not distant nor disengaged, but instead he was aware and engaged in David's struggles. We too have a host of enemies who seek our lives the devil and his minions. First Peter 5, 8 tells us, to be of sober, sober spirit, be on alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. We may not have human enemies hunting us down, but we do have a much more powerful enemy who wants to capture our eternal souls. We are no match for him in our own strength. We too, need God's deliverance, rescue, and safety. We need his salvation. Acts 4.12 makes the source of this salvation clear. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. The source of our salvation is Jesus Christ. Let's look more, once more at Psalm 27.1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the defense of my life. Whom shall I dread? The Lord was David's light and salvation, 
but he was also the defense of David's life. This means that God was the place or means of safety and protection for David. The phrase could be translated like this, the Lord is my citadel. We all come here to the Flint Citadel to worship, and we've probably lost the significance of the word of citadel through familiarity. A citadel is a stronghold. It's a place of strength and safety where soldiers prepare and equip themselves for the battle that rages outside the walls. Psalm 91, one, verses 1 and 2 says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. God is our citadel. The Lord is our refuge. He protects us and defends us from the one who seeks to harm our souls. But a citadel is not just a place to hide. It's a place to equip and prepare yourself for battle. So God is our defense, our salvation, and our light. Several years ago, there was a Bengal tiger act that was being performed in front of a live audience. And, you know, during the performance, the lights went out. And everybody kind of, you know, the tigers just kind of sat there. And they, they were wondering, you know, what was going to happen. And if you've ever had a cat, you know that cats can see in the dark, right? They don't need lights. So in the darkness, the tigers could see the trainer, but he couldn't see them. <laughs> Talk about fear. After about 30 seconds, the lights came back on, and the trainer finished his performance. In an interview afterwards, somebody asked him how he felt standing in the dark, knowing that the tigers could see him, and he couldn't see them. And he admitted at first that he was scared, and he got afraid, but then he realized that they didn't know that he couldn't see them. So he just kept cracking his whip and talking to them and giving them directions like he could see them and trusted that they were going to be where they were, um, even though they couldn't see him. I don't know this morning what tigers you're facing in the dark or what fears you're facing, but at some point in our lives, all of us face the terrifying task of fighting tigers in the dark, and some people face it constantly. Often it seems that we are at a great disadvantage in this battle because our enemies seem to have the upper hand. And I'm sure that most of us can identify with this. If you can, that you know, then you know this. As David writes in Psalm 27, God is our light, our salvation. He is your citadel. Though it may seem that you're battling tigers in the dark, in fact, you are safe in God's protective care. Sometimes we just need to keep acting in faith knowing that God is with us. With these provisions from the Lord, what or whom shall we fear? Obviously, the answer is no one. Jesus said in Luke 12, verses 4 through 7, I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, and after that have no more than, <clears throat> excuse me, no more that they can do. But I will warn you whom to fear. Fear the one who after he has killed, has authority to cast into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two cents? Yet not one of them is forgotten before God. 
Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, you are more valuable than many sparrows. Fear is a dark shadow that envelops us and attempts to imprison us within ourselves, tries to convince us that we are outgunned and all alone. Everyone, everyone in this room has been a prisoner of fear at one time or another. Whether it's fear of rejection, misunderstanding, uncertainty, sickness, or even death. Psalm 27 tells us that we can conquer fear by using the brilliant, liberating light of the Lord who brings salvation. If we want to dispel the darkness of fear, just remember what the psalmist said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my citadel. With Isaiah, let us echo, echo, behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid, for the Lord God is my strength and song. And he has become my salvation. This morning, if you need to find refuge in God, if you need to find light in your darkness, if you're battling tigers in the dark, then I invite you to seek the light of God's presence right now. He's waiting. So if you need to come and make it right, let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for this day, for your love. And we all come with things on our heart that we need to, to lay before you, the tigers in the darkness. Lord, I pray for strength. So many are going through health struggles and, and struggles with our loved ones, and we just ask for that strength today, Lord. We pray these things in your name. Amen. This has been the weekly podcast of the Flint Citadel's Morning Worship Experience. We hope you were blessed. Join us again for next week's service. Better yet, join us in person anytime at the Citadel, located in the heart of downtown Flint, at 211 West Gersley Street, where you're always among friends. For more information about the Salvation Army in Flint and our worship times and weekly activities, visit us online at www.flintcitadel.org or call us at area code 810-232-2199. Thanks for listening.